Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome back to A Better Way Forward, part six today, breaking your barrier, breaking your barrier. And so message context is a better way forward. We're really talking about journeying towards 2023 so that you can live your best year. You can be the most healthy, step into the new year completely healthy uh, so you can be your best, right? The goal uh, at the end of this series is to be refreshed and to be rooted so you can enter next year on purpose. And so here's the thing. A journey involves a lot of movement. So this is a long series, longest series that we've ever done, that I've ever done. And that journey includes um, a lot of movement, a lot of action, lots of starts, lots of stops, detours, delays, trips, falls, ups, downs, dips, rabbit trails, unknown territory, all that, right? And God called, what I want you to know today as we get into this is God called every leader we read about in the Bible to some type of journey. And it's a journey of personal transformation, personal transformation. He calls us all on the same journey. So from Abraham to Moses and David and Jonah, and there's so many other characters that we see, so many other leaders into this. And so the reality is to experience uh, the fullness of that journey, you must break through some barriers to get to the end, right? And we'll discuss a few of those today. And today, uh, more specifically, how we're going to break through our barriers to identify the six, six phases of our faith, how, what we go through on our faith journey, where we get stuck, and how we overcome those obstacles because God's called you to overcome. It's the overcoming Christian life that you're after, right? And so the foundation of this series is found in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Um, the Apostle Paul encourages us to be prepared for the coming back of Jesus. And he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live... And you live in a body. And you live in a body. And I drew those wrong. And so then, knowing that, um, the Bible sometimes refers to our spirit as our heart, and our soul as our mind, and our body as our body or our flesh, or our frame, lots of things. And so then, and in these, what you find is uh, our spirit is who we are. So this is our B. And this is our, our, cell, our soul is our, is our actual self. And our body is our actual dudes, how we actually engage with the world, right? And so my goal for you is spiritual growth. I think the, the goal of every pastor is spiritual growth, that you would be more rooted when you leave here today. And so that's what I believe. And so the reality is this, you don't have a spiritual ceiling. You have a soul, you have a ceiling for your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. There's a, there's a ceiling there. And there's a ceiling for how much you can actually physically do, right? And there's a barrier and the barrier um, to your spiritual growth is not God. More times than not, matter of fact, all the time it tends to be us. And so as we go into today, let's pray. Father, thanks for this day, this moment, this time. I ask you to give us open hearts, open hands, open ears, open eyes to receive fully what you'd have for us. Thank you that we leave different today, that we leave better because we came and got real with you and got real with ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. And so then... Remember, God sent his son Jesus so that you could live life in abundance, so you could live in the overflow. And so the barrier that we need to break through is created by us. It comes from our soul. It comes from our mind, will, and emotions. 
It comes from human nature because this is kind of where everything comes together. Remember, when your spirit's regenerated, it comes all the way through your entire being and your soul connects the two. Your soul connects your spirit and your body to actually work and, and interact. And so it comes from your soul. It comes through your mind, your thought process. It comes through your emotions. It's human nature to come to a place where you feel like, hmm, I thought this, was be, this would be different. This isn't what I thought it was, especially when we talk about our faith journey. Well, I, I remember that day and that day is so special. But since then, it's just kind of trickled off. I thought it would be different. And that barrier is unavoidable, unavoidable, but it is breakable. It is breakable and you need God to do it. You must have God to do it. And the reason for that is because apart from God, you can do nothing, right? Apart from God is where we really come into our first contact with that barrier because we get to the place of, I thought this would be different. I thought this would be different. And so the barrier we're talking about breaking through today is the barrier in your relationship with God. It's the barrier that keeps you from experiencing all that God has for you, that abundance and that overflow that God has for you, the overcoming Christian, the overcoming life of a believer, right? The barrier that we're talking about is the barrier that limits your engagement. It's the barrier that discourages you. It's the, it's the barrier that, that makes you give up. It's the barrier that eventually makes you walk away from what you once believed, right? And so there is a slide uh, that we're going to put up on the screen right now. And this is at the haircut place that, that I get my, it's my barbershop. And it says passengers are required to have their tickets ready at the barriers, at the barriers. Your ticket to get through the, the phases of your faith is your spiritual maturity. It's the trials, it's rock bottom, it's the belief, it's, it's the process. If you're taking notes, you'd write the process right there, some Nick Saban stuff. And so the first thing that we need to tackle is where is your barrier? And your barrier is, is in your faith journey. And there are six phases to your faith. And typically your barrier comes between phase three and phase four. Between phase three and phase four. And, and what you see in, in these phases is this. Phase one of your faith is salvation. This is where we're introduced to God. And this is really heart change. Heart change. It's not heart transformation. It's simply heart change. Phase one is salvation. We accept and receive Jesus Christ as our Lord. And this has to do with our being. So it's heart change and it's our being. It's who we are. In phase two, in phase two, we learn, we learn that we learn about God. It's discipleship. Phase two is discipleship. And so then we start learning and we learn who God the Father is, who Jesus' Son, who God's Spirit is, it's discipleship, and we follow through with the baptisms, and that's learning. But because we're babies, because we just had a heart change, when it comes time for discipleship and jumping in and start to learn, which we want to do, how we consume is head knowledge. We read for head knowledge to get to know, which is great, but head knowledge is not heart knowledge, right? And so then, this we do. Head knowledge is our mind, right? Our mind, will, and emotions, our soul. And then phase three of your faith journey is being like Jesus. It's serving. It's serving. And it's living as an example of who Jesus is. But the reality is, is when we jump into serving, we serve because we know we should. And serving is what we do with our body. It's, it, this is our, the physical interaction of our faith. Faith without works is dead, Right? And so we have that heart change, we get some head knowledge, and we get plugged in because we know we should, because the pastor said so, or there's a next steps class happening, or 
or whatever, right? And that's typically the order of it. Those are the first three phases of your faith. They happen at different times, different seasons, different lengths. It's up to you and how you get to phase three of serving. And serving is great. But depending on how long you serve, depends on how far or how, or how close your barrier is. And in phase three, the majority of us, in this phase of serving, the majority of us unknowingly and unintentionally get busy doing. And we get busy doing, and our heart gets connected, it gets disconnected, and we come to this place where this isn't serving me like, it, like I thought it would, and this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And so then because we kind of get bored or overwhelmed or we take on too much, we come to a place in our serving that gets us to where we're like, eh, I, I, uh, this isn't bringing the fulfillment that I thought it was. The life change hasn't really happened is because we're growing. We're ever growing. And so then what happens in phase three, depending on how long you've been in church and ministry and, and as a, a follower of Jesus, you start to get a little bit numb and you start dipping back to the things that you used to do before you found Jesus. And this time you do it with more self-control, right? Well, this isn't going to rule my life like it did before. One time's not going to hurt me. Father, forgive me. And, and I'll be good again by next Sunday, right? And when we unknowingly dip into old habits, we dip into those with more self-control. But the reality is, is once we return to these old habits, they are like the roots of the weed that we pulled out of the driveway last week. They come back a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, except they're more hairy this time, a little more pokey, right? And because we don't dig them out right away, because we open the door to it and we don't dig them out, we just tend to manage our faith and our faults and we try to carry them both. We do the church. That gets us one step closer to our barrier, right? And we forget what we learned in phase two, all that head knowledge we had in phase two, Ephesians 1, 4 says, long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love. He settled on you as the focus of his love to be made whole, completely whole, three parts whole, spirit, soul, and body, and holy, holy by his love, righteous. He's seen, you're seen good in his sight. And because we're living in both, what used to be, and what I'm currently managing, what I thought Christianity, what Christianity is to me now, regardless of the percentage of, what we're, of how we're doing either, our engagement, the reality is we're not being true to our new self. When we had that heart change, we're not being true to that person. So then we begin to believe that the way we've been moving forward doesn't work anymore. And what served us to this point doesn't serve us any longer. And we see less fruit and we become a little pessimistic. Right? And now we start to see all the bad things about the church. You're dipping into your barrier. Right? And the goal in the first three phases is really to develop a relationship with God, not to gain a religion. The goal in your first three phases is to develop a relationship with God, not to develop a religion or a pattern or a practice that you just follow and keep do 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 da 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 Right? We should be growing in depth. But the reality is, as new believers, we experience that heart change. We're weak. We're just weak. There's no way to put it. We sip on milk until we become mature. When we're weak, we need intentionality. We need to lean in. And we need to learn it's God's word that transforms our life. 
And, and in his word, there are promises that give us strength. The Bible says when, when we are weak, he is strong. The Bible calls us in Psalms 27, says he is our refuge. He's our strong tower. He's our safe place. So that when we're born again, we're born again. We've had that heart change. We come to a knowledge and an understanding. This is who God is. We begin with milk. It's simple. This is scripture. I'm going to give you these references here in just a second. It's simple, right? And as we mature, we, we move to solid foods because we have depth in our belief. We have roots. And because we have roots, we can run the race that's set out before us. And because we have roots and we're, and we're well-fed, we're nourished, we can run without being distracted, right? And here are a few refreshers from the first few weeks of this series of the scriptures that kind of build the base of phase one, phase two, and phase three in your life, in your life. And here's what they are. Hebrews 5, 13. Anyone who has to drink milk is still a baby without experience and applying the word about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose faculties have been trained by the continuous exercise, by the consistency by their diligence to distinguish good from evil. In phase three, that's the challenge, good from evil. And what tends to happen is we start dipping back into the things that used to make us of the world, and that stinks. Phase two, this is uh, Colossians chapter three, and I'm just going to paraphrase a few verses for you. It says, put to, de- put to death the earthly parts of your human nature, of your flesh, because it's what you think about, right? If... If it's true, you, you, if, if it's true you, you used to practice these things in the life you once lived. You practiced them in the life that you once lived, but now put them all away. Put them all away and don't go back to them. Don't go back to them because your strength is in the Lord. It's not in yourself. We walk by faith, not by sight. And put on the new self, which is continually being renewed. Continually meaning every day. It's a daily walk. It's not a one-time decision. It's an everyday decision which is continually being renewed in fuller and fuller knowledge, depth, maturity, right? Strength, fuller and fuller knowledge, closer and closer to the image of its creator. The more you engage with God, the more you become like him. And then Hebrews 12, 1, finally, which is phase three, lay aside every encumbrance and sin, which so easily entangles you and run with endurance the race that God has set before you. Believing. Why do we, why these three things? Believing that the God of your phase one in your faith, who started the race, is the God that fed you the milk, who allowed you to learn and become mature, is the God of your third phase, and the God that is going to be with you when you go through the barrier, when you break through the barrier of your faith. So the reality is the Bible says, he who began a good work in you will complete it. So then we need to keep walking. We must break through the barrier that keeps us from experiencing all that God has for us. The hard part about your barrier is this. It holds uncertainty. It's, it's a lack of maturity on our part. We're immature. We get confused. Right? There's pain. And there's a slew of other emotions that play into the barrier that you come to once you cross or, or experience phase three. And I just want to say that, that what's greater than all of these emotions, all of these uncertainties and immaturities and the confusion and the pain, what's greater than that is love. It's love. Love is greater than that. And when you receive the gift of love, when you actually receive it, when you open your hands and receive love, that will transform your life forever. And the gift of God is the greatest love you're ever going to experience, ever. 
because a life was given for you. Some of us don't understand that and fail to respect it, to be honest with you. And so here's the reality in this. 87% of all believers or Christians never get past their barrier. They run the cycle of phase one, two, and three. One, two, and three. And what happens when we get to that phase three mark and we've, we've ran the race and, and it's not what I thought and we start dipping back to old things, we get to a place where God's spirit convicts us because we did have a heart change. And we say, you know what? My life was actually better when I was, when I was in church and when I was in that group of people, when I was with that crowd. I need to go back. And so then what we do is we just circulate and we just go from phase three back to phase one and we rededicate our lives and we make a new commitment and we're going to learn more. And once we learn more, we're going to serve. But this time we're going to serve with great intention and it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time. And the reality is it's not because it's disconnected from your heart. There's only heart change. There's not heart transformation. I hope you're following me here. And those 87% of people, they struggle to conform to truth. It's the battle of wills. God's will or my will. If Jesus is our example, he's the one who said, Lord, your will, not mine. Lord, your will, not mine. And the confusing part of hitting our barrier is we think that it takes more of us, right? We hit a barrier, when we hit the barrier, we think, okay, so, so we do more. I just need to do more. What else do I need to do, God? I need, what, what are my hours going to be? this week, right? But we get the same result. And so we turn to the external worldly remedies and the self-help books and we expect breakthrough and we, we expect improvement. But what we get is the exact same thing that we've always got because it's a battle of wills. And the reality is when we need, the, the reality is we need to turn to God and we turn to his word and we turn to the truth and we turn to what we have built our new life on. What have we built our new life? When heart change happened, what did we build our new life on? And in this moment, when you think about that, that's what gets you through your next phase, the next season. So then we need less of us and more of God, right? But if we have no foundation, if we learn nothing because it was all head and not heart, we're still sipping milk, right? It's going to be hard to stand if there's no foundation. It's going to be hard to walk without a foundation, which makes the barrier that you're going through seem a little bit bigger, right? And when, when none of, of what we thought works and all of our efforts have come up empty and we realize that man's way really provides no relief, it typically leads us to go through the motions. And that's what phase three tends to turn into is motions, the motions of God, the motions of church. And we typically fall away from God in that moment and this is, the mo- this, is, this is the majority of believers right now, especially post-pandemic. I just, I, I just need to go. And that's great. And God can work with that if you're open and willing, right? And what the 87% of, of believers, of Christians, don't understand is that growth into full maturity in Christ requires you to break through your barrier, requires you to break through that which comes after you, after you jump in with two feet, yeah? And, and the reality is, is, is we, we, we create the barrier most of the time by doing, which is disconnected from our being. I want to look at, at a Bible story for some context. This is the Old Testament book of Exodus. And the Bible tells us that the story of the children of Israel and their, really this is their liberation from slavery in Egypt. Moses, 
who, as a child, was nearly killed. He tries to convince Pharaoh to free the Israelites. And God sends ten plagues against the Egyptians. And Moses leads the Israelites to the desert and then to freedom. And then to freedom. It's, it's an amazing story. If you've never read it, you need to go to Exodus and, and check it out. And what I want you to see, I'm just going to paraphrase today, God miraculously brought the children uh, of Israel out of Egypt. Yet for some reason, parting the Red Sea, if you've ever heard about the Red Sea parting, parting the Red Sea was not enough to convince God's, to, to, to convince God, God's people, to convince God's people of his protection and his provision for them. And just three days into the journey to the promised land that the children of Israel were, were headed towards, they started complaining to Moses about drinking water and how it was bitter and undrinkable. And in that moment, they were willing to quit everything and go back to be slaves. To go back and be slaves because the water tasted bad. That's some phase three stuff right there. Okay. So from then on, the children of Israel, the people of Israel continued to complain and they continued to go against what and how Moses was leading them. Right. Moses being the father figure, the Godhead figure in this picture. And because of that, the 40 day journey to the promised land took them 40 years. It took them 40 years. And, and what you need to see is God called Israel into complete obedience and humility. And until they got there, until everybody got to that place, they weren't going anywhere. That's the barrier. And it was only through the testing in the wilderness that they came to a place of total surrender. Lord, your will, not mine. That's how you break through. That's the breakthrough. It has to be genuine. It has to be real. God knows and tests and sees your heart. Nothing else. I don't care what you show me. Okay. I want to see it in your heart. And that's where breakthrough happens. Complete obedience and humility. Now, in that moment, there was nothing that anyone or anything else could do. Right? Ever. Because sometimes the test from God that comes to you is not because he needs to know the condition of your heart. It's because you need to know the condition of your heart. You need to know it. Remember, your heart is the very seat of your being. It's your spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. This is who you are. It's your spirit. So the content, the, the content and the condition of your heart affects all the decisions that you make and the life that you ultimately live and lead. And the reality in this is God wants you to depend on him for all things. This leads us to phase four. And we actually walk into phase four, fully believing God for everything. That's it. He wants you to believe him for your daily provision and for your future endeavors. And, and the reality is the trust in him will lead to the will he has for you. The will he has for your life. God's will for your life. So then we have to learn to take small steps every day to let go of control and surrender my life, surrender your life in total dependence. That's what it is. That's how you break through your barrier. If you've been in that season, if you're at your barrier or you're on your way, what you need to know is it doesn't take a miracle to break through your barrier. So many people want the miracle, right? We just want to see the miracle. Really, breaking through your barrier takes trust in God and a belief in your heart. That's greater than the belief that we have right now, right? Because the same God that led you to your first phase is the same God that's going to lead you through your barrier. Really, breaking through your barrier is all about John 3.30, that greater series that we did. That's what it is. God, more of you 
and less of me. Please, it's John 3.30. And the reality is this, is this is really, really hard for people. And it's hard for us to overcome because we expect a miracle. God, we need you to do this. And if you'll do that, then, then I'll believe you. We walk by faith, not by sight. I don't need a miracle. And the truth is the miracle rarely happens because of the level of our faith and the lack of our relationship. That's just reality, right? And, and I want to ask you, what is your barrier for? Why is that barrier in the way? Why is the barrier there? Why does it even, does it have to be there? Yes. Otherwise we walk around like mindless sheep and we only need the three phases of faith, which are doing. Give me, give me a heart change, some head knowledge and, and something to do uh, for a good reason. No, no. From your heart is what God wants. He wants it from your, from your heart. Much like the desert for the children of Israel, what you want to find, what God's will for you is in that season, when you're in that wilderness, where you're in the moment of breaking through that barrier, whatever that time frame is, what he wants you to see and find is him. He wants you to find God. If you're taking notes, these are huge. He wants you to find God. He wants you to find health. The, the wilderness, the barrier is a time for you to get healthy. He wants you to find your identity, who he called you to be. Who do you want the children of Israel to be? He called them warriors, not slaves, right? And he wants you to identify your next step. Where are you going from here? Where are you going from here? And so the children of Israel would have made that 40-day journey in 40 days unless one thing. 40 days was not enough for them to lose the title, to lose the identity, to lose the belief that they were slaves. They needed to encounter God, right? And the reality is they needed a generation of people to die off so that they could step into their identity as warriors instead of slaves. So they could possess the land, right? The land God promised them, the land that they still possess to this day. Still. Tell me God's promises aren't true and aren't for every day. Still today, they possess that land. It took 40 years for them to break through their barrier. Now we're going to believe that it's not going to take you 40 years to break through. Okay? One of the biggest reasons is God knew if they made that journey in 40 days, they wouldn't have had their identity. They, he, they needed an encounter with him. They needed to be healthy, unified. They needed to know who they are and they needed to know what was next, right? The, the, the promised land was next, okay? That was the simple part. Getting there is the hard part, right? How many times do we see something from us like, that's what's next. Now, how do we get there? I might have to go that way. Jonah went 3,000 miles in the opposite direction before he found his promised land, right? And so then he knew they weren't healthy. He knew they had no clue who they were. They hadn't identified their next step and that they were warriors. He knew that they were warriors, that these were the people who were going to take the land. And I just want to tell you, as they identified as slaves, Galatians 4, 7, which goes all the way to New Testament, says, so you are no longer a slave, but a son or a daughter. And if a son or a daughter, then God has made you an heir. Heir is one of those old church words that we've kind of lost. Heir, a person legally entitled to the property or rank of another person's, God's. Your inheritance is from God, a person inheriting and continuing the legacy of a predecessor. That's who we are as believers. That's who we are. We are heirs. We are heirs. And if you're going to break through your barrier and make it to the promised land, to what and where God has for you, you must be healthy, completely healthy, right? You must know your identity. And you need to identify where you're going, all with God as, your, as the center, 
and the source. Health, be completely whole, 100% healthy. Who are, what's your identity? You're a child of God. You're an heir in the kingdom. And where are you going? Where you're going is, Lord, your, your will be done in my life on earth as is in heaven. Heaven is the reward. Where you're going is the overcoming life of a believer, where you can experience heaven on earth because of your faithfulness and your obedience, because of your humility and your trust in God. So let's, let's flip this to the 13% of Christians or believers who actually make it through their barrier, right? What happens on the other side of the wall of the barrier? Here's what happens. Phase four is where you find real faith. It's heart. It's not heart change. It's heart transformation. It's heart transformation. This is a love and a trust and belief in who God is because he brought me through. I now have my faith. And just for, just for giggles, it's funny how the Lord does this. Heart transformation. It's your spirit. There's more spiritual depth. There's more strength. Phase five is mind transformation. It's mind transformation. The truth transforms you to where it's no longer head knowledge, but a heart knowledge. You know that you know that you know. And your faith now produces works that are godly, right? Phase six is life transformation. Phase six is life transformation. You are now the salt and the light of the world. Jesus radiates through you wherever you go. God's love becomes your love in phase six, right? You're a walking miracle of the gospel. That's what it is. You become salt and light to the world. Now, here's the thing. You don't skip phases and you don't jump from one phase to the next. It is a process. It is a process. But it's not one, two, three, four, five, six. It's a spiral staircase. You never know what's around the corner. But you're going up. But you're going up. And you go up and you walk. By faith. By faith. Why? Because babies who drink milk become children. And children become teenagers. And teenagers, <laughs> teenagers become young adults. And young adults become adults, men and women. Each phase builds on the next phase. I'm going to close with your action steps. Super simple this week. One, trust the slow work of God. Trust the slow work of God. His timing is better than yours anyways, better than mine. He's doing something special in you so that it can come through you. He's doing something special in you so it can come through you. So then get healthy and be completely whole. And, and just, just a reminder, health is not a number, right? It's not a number, it's an understanding. It's an understanding. Number two, identify the unhealthy attachments or idols that are keeping you from growing in a deeper relationship with God. Get rid of what is keeping you on this side of your barrier. Get rid of what's keeping you in the muck. Empty your backpack. Take that backpack off. Give it to God. Take your next spiritual step by engaging more with Him than you do anything else. Trust me. I promise. Anything else. Put God first. Two more. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Identify what is good. John 1, 17 says, Every good and perfect thing comes from above. It comes from above. Period. It's perfect. It never changes. That's God. If you want more good, seek more good. 
surround yourself with more good. Say thanks for the good that you have. Expect more good to come because God is a God of life and a God of abundance. He wants you to live in the overflow. He wants you to live the overcoming Christian life. He wants you to experience heaven on earth. That's where you're going. God wants the good life for you. Lastly, remember your identity. You're a son or a daughter. You're an heir. You're an heir. And if you struggle to believe what God says about you, email me and I'll send you a PDF that we gave out a couple weeks ago so you can start learning the identity of Christ, what, what God, who God says you are. The truth is this, as I wrap this thing up, we all need to purge our soul. Everything that's in here, our mind, will, emotions, intellect, all that. We need, we need a good purge here. We need to unlearn some things and we need to relearn some things, right? We need to put off the old. What do I mean put off the old? Stop dabbling, right? Get that person out of here, put off the old, the old people, the old places, and the old things. And we really need to step into who God's called us to be so we can get to where he want, wants us to go, right? Because his place for us on this earth is better than the place that we have for ourselves, right? So then, when you approach a barrier in your spiritual life, do a health check, right? First of all, seek God. Do a health check. How am I? How am I spiritually? How's my mind? How am I in my soul? And how am I physically? Are you three parts whole? Remind yourself who you are, your identity in Christ, and then identify and refresh what your next step is and start walking that direction. Start walking that direction. Why? God's purpose is to be in relationship with you through the end, through the end of your earthly journey so that the reward that lies ahead of you can be experienced to the fullest. When we die and detach ourselves from our old, old behaviors and the old activities for the purpose of being closer to God, we get to enjoy what he's given us because God's creation is good. His creation is good. And everything that's in that and everything that's good in that comes from, comes from him. So then your life with Jesus needs your attention, which means we need to simplify our schedules. We need to eliminate the distractions because in our moment or our season, of wilderness, when we encounter that barrier, the truth is the gift of God's love will not only allow you to break through that barrier, the gift of God's love will transform your life, your heart, your mind, and your body forever. Father, thanks so much for the opportunity to share the word, Lord, these six phases of how we go in our faith journey, Lord. I just ask that you would help people to take this and apply it to their personal lives, Lord. This is not a group chat. Lord, this is a one-on-one -on -one encounter with you. And so I just thank you for people that are willing to take that next step to move into and experience what you have for them, Lord, so they can break through and be all that you've called them to be and experience all that you've given them and called them to have here on the face of this earth. If there are people who need to make a decision to follow you, Lord, I just ask you to give them boldness and confidence to follow through via text or email. I love you and I'm grateful for your will to be done in the lives of these people for what you have for us, where we are, Lord, help us to go and be that this week. It's in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining me online. If, if this spoke to you, you need to share it. If you think, man, that's good. I'm going to draw a lot of, of what we talked through today in the live message that'll, that'll, that'll post a little bit later this morning, uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And when we jump into that, I'm actually going to draw through the phases and speak through the phases a little bit more. I just wanted to give you the context today. And so if this message spoke to you, I'd ask you to join me back live 
at thegrovefc.com. That's where you can find the live one. And next week, we're going to be talking about, in part seven, mending your mind. Mending your mind. And so don't miss that. Now, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you would know it is the hope of His calling and His purpose for you and the great things that He has in store for you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for jumping online, engaging, and being a part. I appreciate you. If you support us, I'm grateful. Have an awesome week. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public servicemen and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. And so go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.